Details about the Pentagon's plans to take on the government-wide security clearance portfolio have slowly been trickling out over the past year. The 2020 budget request sheds a little more light on how DOD plans to do this, but it might pose more questions than answers. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now to discuss what we do know about this. And golly, this has been the slowest moving molasses type of initiative ever. So what is the big news for agencies, if any, at this point? Well, I would say that the biggest news here is that the price of security clearances are not expected to go up or change at all in 2020 as DOD prepares to take on this new portfolio. And I I would say that's important because prices have gone up in recent years a few different times. And, you know, this is all usually based on the amount and the cost that it takes to actually do this work in the field, maybe the cost that it it might be to um, have a third-party record search done, any policy changes as well. And we're going to be seeing policy changes, but apparently not soon enough in 2020 for this to really make a difference as far as how much agencies are going to have to spend to get this work done. And the money that comes from agencies to do this will go to DOD and no longer to the Office of Personnel Management. That's correct. And I think this also goes to something that we've heard from the Defense Security Service, which is ultimately taking over the majority of this work, and the National Background Investigation Bureau's Charlie Phelan, that they want this transition to be as invisible as possible for agencies and for industry. And so this is probably one of the those steps. And the people doing the work now that are connected with OPM, will they move to DOD? They will move to DOD, and we have a few more numbers on exactly how many uh, are expected to be a part of this new organization. But we have, you know, for the first time in public budget documents to Congress, finally seen the name of this agency, the Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency, which we've reported on a, a few different times now, but is probably the first time it's gone out publicly to Congress, at least. And, Nicole, you have dug out some of the documents on this. And based on the budget documents, what else do we know about this new entity that will be doing this, the no longer NBIB? Right. DOD is estimating about 3,513 people, federal employees at least, at this agency. I think we're supposed to get around 3,000 more contractors or so that work for NBIB currently but would move to this new entity We're also getting a a firm sense of what exactly will be a part of this new organization. We know about DOD's consolidated adjudications facility moving. We've heard about the Defense Insider Threat Program moving. This will all work through continuous evaluation, which is getting more and more talk in how DOD wants to approach security clearances. And then something called the Vetting Risk Operations Center And the way DOD described it in its budget request, there's not a ton of details, but some, it describes that the Insider Threat Center would work with the Personnel Vetting Directorate to perform some of this continuous evaluation that DOD is really hanging its hat on in in recent years here. Also, we've heard a little bit more about what the technology programs will look like at this new entity So NBIB will continue to work with DOD to build out the National Background Investigation Service. It's basically the IT systems that are supposed to go along with this. And during the development and deployment of NBIS, a lot of legacy systems are going to be important to all of this, and those will continue to be secured, maintained, and updated by OPM. We're also hearing this will all happen in phases, which makes sense. 
Phase one would include moving tier one investigations for some federal customers. They don't say which ones, but some would move to DOD. And then the other investigations would continue to be processed by OPM um, until NBIS is ready to go. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. I guess if this was a watch, you would say it's a very good one because it has lots of complications. And uh, there's some confusing issues, though, still in DOD's plans. I think if you looked through this budget request, you might have a couple more questions than you did before you looked at it. And I got that sense in talking to at least two others who are in this space and have been following this. A few things on this that can be confusing. During the transition phase, the DCSA, the name of the new entity, may utilize OPM's existing processes and systems on a reimbursable basis. And likewise, OPM might utilize some of the DCSA's resources also on a reimbursable basis in order to finish the backlog. That's what we just heard. Sounds like a lot of money going in circles. Exactly. As part of the transfer and transition from OPM to DOD, this new entity plans to increase its direct embedded staffing levels by up to 250 employees to replace the support functions that OPM previously had as part of its common services. Now, from what I can tell, there's no dollar figure tied to this reimbursable back and forth that DOD and OPM are planning, and that seems key to OPM's financial future. I didn't see it in OPM's budget request. I didn't see it in DOD's. It just says vaguely, we'll continue to support each other. Now, the 250 additional employees coming from DOD, that sounds like it'll come from DOD, not OPM. And of course, OPM is the one that has this big question mark with its financial situation. It relies on MBIB's contributions to those common services to operate and fund the rest of OPM. And so if security clearances are slowly getting moved to another agency, the big question is how will OPM continue to pay for other functions? Now, we know that OPM and the Trump administration wants to reorganize, push all the other parts of OPM to GSA, perhaps to the White House. But all of that needs, you know, more tinkering at this point, especially input from Congress. The other thing that's interesting is how much continuous evaluation or continuous vetting, which I think has become the in vogue term at this point, has on DOD's success with this whole security clearance portfolio. They say that CE is supposed to bring down the workload for background investigations and is in part related to why they see a budget decrease from 2019 to 2020. So Because we, continuous investigation is a lower cost thing than completely reinvestigating someone at periodic intervals? Exactly. Instead of having to send an investigator out there to do a periodic reinvestigation, you simply enroll that person into these automated systems. And that's what DOD has been doing. And it appears that's what they're going to continue doing significantly more. On the other hand, DOD notes that while they assume the budget will go down because of continuous evaluation, they acknowledge that, you know, well, maybe it might not, and they're going to have to pay attention to it. What's interesting is that DOD assumes a smaller budget than the previous year, 2019, and the previous year was when it was under OPM, to be clear here. At the same time, DOD is interested in hiring more people. The 250 are going to have to come from somewhere, potentially from other places in DOD. But to this agency, there is more resources also in the budget for adjudications. So a lot of questions here and not necessarily a ton of answers, but we're here to parse them out for you if we can. 
The simple thing would seem to be to take the NBIB and all of its apparatus and just change the name on the door and have the same people do the same work because they were already in the act of revolutionizing, if you will, or overhauling the whole process and so forth to take on that continuous monitoring of people, if you will, instead of the periodic reinvestigation. So it just seems like a lot of chess pieces moving around for no apparent value. I think that's a good point. And part of the reason for that is because of the decision that Congress made in a previous National Defense Authorization Act to move DOD clearances and DOD clearances only back to the Pentagon. So there's already this split. And I think that some of the maneuvering that we're seeing here is we have to make up for that split now somehow in the budget request. Of course, we're still waiting for the executive order, which is supposed to happen imminently. At the same time, the move is supposed to be effective by October 1st. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. And if you want to sort it out again, read her story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, Always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. As fall fills up with activities and obligations, even a small time saver can feel like a big help. Grammarly is an all-in-one writing tool that makes clear, concise communication easier than ever so you can finish your work earlier and head off to family dinners, social events, and fall weddings. Grammarly is free to download and works where you do, so every project gets finished quicker. Make sure your writing is free of mistakes with Grammarly's free, comprehensive writing suggestions and get an instant take on how your message comes across with the free tone detector. Let Grammarly Premium's sentence clarity rewrites help you find the perfect words on the first try. You'll be confident writing client emails, deadline-driven reports, and presentations without staying late at the office. Get more time back in your day by writing with Grammarly. Go to Grammarly.com podcasts to sign up for a free account. Then get 20% off when you're ready to upgrade to Grammarly Premium. That's Grammarly.com podcasts.